This is the Copper Crab Podcast. I'm Cheney Crab. I am Naveen Copperweiss. If you would like to grab merch for the podcast, that's Copper Crab Podcast merch. Go to coppercrab.bigcartel.com. We will be putting brand new uh, beer glasses and coffee cups in the store, I would assume, tomorrow when we get them in the mail. We're not going to wait until next week uh, to put them up live on the podcast. We want to get them in the store. It's been annoying waiting for them. So we're going to post them tomorrow. The next day, look out for those. Get if, them going. Get these you, things out there. Let's get these things the fuck out there. If you would like to grab Entheos merch, that is the band that we are in. Then go to entheosofficial.bigcartel.com and I will send you merch. Or you can go to our nightshift.com slash collections slash Entheos and someone from Nightshift will send you merch. If you would like to call into the podcast and leave a voicemail. Yeah, this is something that we just went over with everybody. In the pre-show. Yeah. Then call 615-420-7342. And that's to leave a voicemail. That's to leave that's a voicemail. That's going to go straight to voicemail. If you're watching live yeah. right now and you're calling in and you want to leave a voicemail, call 615-420-7342. Or at any time. Or at any time. At any time. If you want to call in, if you're watching live on Twitch right now, because we do go live on Twitch on Tuesdays at 8.30 p.m. Central. If you're live on Twitch right now, you can call in through our Discord and we will hold you on the line and you That's can right. speak live on the podcast. So if you have not started watching us on Twitch, there's a little incentive for you. You don't yeah. have to pay for anything to watch us on Twitch. You don't have to do anything but subscribe. Get yourself an account. It's really fun. We have a pre-show and a post-show. We hang yep. out. We share music. We talk about... Metal for the masses. Um, now that's what I call music. Now that's what I call music. Then go follow us on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash coppercrab. And on Thursdays, except not on the last two Thursdays, but on most Thursdays, Naveen will get on yeah. there and write music. Um, There's going to be more. We're going to expand the Copper Crab universe. And that's going to be the home base. That's so. right. It's the Copper Crab Network. Right now it's just me doing stupid production. Yeah. Kind of fun, I guess, if you're a nerd. Right. But nerdy is good. We like nerds. And then the non-nerdy Copper Crab podcast. I think it's pretty nerdy. Well, pretty you're niche. you're on it, so, you know, <coughs> it makes it cooler. I'm balancing out the nerdiness. Yeah. Um, so we have a couple of uh, things coming up with the band, Entheos. We are playing Whitechapel's annual Christmas show benefit show. <laughs> <laughs> And that is <laughs> <laughs> There's <That's> no redo. <laughs> that's with Whitechapel and Orthodox and the Guild. Uh, we're on that too. Uh, we're playing right before Whitechapel. It'll be fun. Can we make a shirt that says that? <laughs> um, that, is an, that is on December 22nd. Harrison, there will be a Harrison reveal. Live at the show. That's in Knoxville, Tennessee at we'll the there. Mill and Mine. And that show probably will sell out. So get your ticket now. Otherwise, you know what happens. You're going to be on the outside of the fucking venue. And you're just going to be crying because everyone's going to yeah. be having so much fun and drinking alcoholic eggnog in there without you. 
That's right. Throwing it up on merch tables and, you know, it's Christmas. Getting kicked out. You know how people get when they're home for Christmas? All their yearly emotions build up and they just get hammered. They let it all go, man. And then they mosh themselves into the merch table. Yep. And you're going to miss that. You're going to be outside pouting. That's right. It's going to be crazy. You can stand by the van, though. You can, you know. And there's going to be a Santa Claus there who is going to be granting... Wishes. Making, yeah, Christmas wishes, making yeah. them come true. Yes. Harrison might be dressed as Santa Claus. We don't know. That's a good idea. <laughs> That's a really good idea. Um, but also, I think if you bring a toy to the show, you get a discount on your ticket or something like yeah, that. Even if you don't, no though, idea. you should bring a toy because that's the point of the show. Yeah, just bring so, a goddamn toy yeah, and give so it to a child. Give I'm gonna kids who need toys toys. I'm going to bring toys to yes, the show. that's right. We're bringing toys. We're bringing toys. Um, also, so Naveen and I are going to be speaking. Um, speaking engagement. We're gonna ha- we have a speaking engagement, and that is going to be on Sunday, October third, at eleven thirty a.m. at the Concourse in Knoxville, Tennessee. It is a free event, so if you guys are in or around Knoxville, go to it. I'm assuming that when we talk, it's going to be something like the podcast. I honestly have no idea. It could go anywhere. There will be a Harrison reveal there. That's right. Uh, there will be a Harrison reveal the night before when we're at a brewery drinking. Wait, when is that? Cider. Oh, we might not we be at a be brewery drinking. drinking. No, we will not. <coughs> which we will get into later. <laughs> you keep saying that. It's your favorite <laughs> fucking thing to do. Wait, well, I've said that already today? Probably three times. Oh, we're going to get into you know that how you, Yeah, you know how you start? You have like a... Sl- saying that you start using for like a week well it's a good thing to say that because it keeps people listening right oh if, I, if we just give them everything then there's nothing for them to, well i want to know what they're talking about there's an event right? with a little tactic yeah so yeah go to beat down brunch it's going to be fun um there's going to be a waffle kitchen there i'll definitely be eating some waffles that's true it's uh, you didn't and say when it was that. yeah i did it's october 23rd oh uh, okay at 11 30 a.m and also we're releasing Whoop. a song this month. <laughs> Hell yeah, we're releasing a song this month. Dude, you're damn straight we are. And you guys are the only people we've told. It's coming out on October 26th. Whoa, um, specific dates. I said that last Holy. week, too. I said that last week. Um, yeah, that's right. So look out for it. We're really excited. We're going to start dropping songs. We're dropping them on and we can't motherfuckers. fucking wait. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm sure that we'll start teasing it on the band page a little later. But you guys are close to our hearts. You're the Golden Lobster Committee. You hang out with us. I know. We're down to tell you. They deserve to insider know info. some insider info. But yeah, <laughs> look, uh, as if we won't say that on every podcast leading up to. Well, you know what I'm also. For it. Here's something <laughs> else you should look out for. So just so you guys know specifically. We are putting out a limited edition merch drop with every single that we put out. And the merch drop will go live at the time of us doing this podcast, the day before the single comes out. Okay. All right. Or actually, I think it's at midnight when the single comes out. No, I think we should do it. We should do it at 830, right? Do what? Drop the fucking merch so that these guys can have it on Twitch. So we're going to drop the merch on Twitch I think the single comes out on a Wednesday. We'll drop it on Tuesday. So you guys will get first access if you listen to the podcast yeah. to 
all of the limited edition merch. It's also really sick, by the way, over the top. It's super sick. We just <laughs> decided on one of the shirts right before this podcast. Yeah. Uh, and it's fucking dope. It's fire. It's should I say fire. <laughs> so. But yeah, uh, that's going to be a really good time. We are <laughs> over the freaking moon about that. I mean, what can I say? We've uh, it's bizarre that it's both things are bizarre. One that no one's heard that music, and two yeah. that people are going to start to hear the music this uh, month. Yeah, I know. I'm so excited for it. So uh, it's been a long time since we put out music, and I'm seeing like the reminders. This it was this time five years ago that we were putting out singles from Dark Future. Really, it's yeah. been that long. Oh my! <clears throat> it's been God. a really long time. And that's, wow. you know, it's not going to be that long before we put out the next stuff. I can assure you of that. But uh, well, we did play the songs live, a couple songs. Yeah, we've so. played the songs live. I'm sure you can find a live video of it somewhere. But that's that. Yeah, that's that. So, so those uh, are the announcements. We're wrapped up on that. Um, what did we do this What about week? a little recap from the week? I think a lot of good stuff happened. It was my birthday. That's right. It was Chaney's birthday. She turned 23 years old. I know. Give it up for Chaney. 23rd birthday. It's crazy that I was born in 1997. When is that, 99? <laughs> I have no idea. No, 99. <laughs> really? A 23-year-old was born in 99? That's fucked up. Yeah. Man. That uh, is fucking crazy, man. If someone tells me, you know what's fucked up? Is that I'll meet people now who are like born in 2004 or two, not that late, but you know, 2002 who are like fully formed. Fully adults. Humans. Yeah. They might like be on a tour. Yeah. And I'm like, well, aren't like, you whoa. supposed to be three? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. what yeah. year is this? No. Where so yeah, Chaney did, did not actually turn 23. She's a little older than that. Wow. Dude. You can stop yourself now. <laughs> Anytime you can just fucking stop. You don't want to be older than that? No, I'm actually totally fine being old. Er, okay. Do you want to say how old you no. just turned? You won't say? Why does it why does anyone need to know what It's how probably old I on am? Wikipedia. Do you it's have a Wikipedia? Somewhere. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> well, I won't say how old you no, are. No, I'm pretty you, sure it's on the internet. I don't care. Know. I'm thirty four years old. Thirty four. There it is. And live in my best life. Well, what's crazy is when we met, you were only 21. That was a long time so ago. So I sort of uh, always think of you as being like really young. I know. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I still think so my best friend is a year younger th than me. And we met when I think I was 15 and he was 14. And I always just have thought of him as being a 14-year-old. <laughs> you know? Okay. Wait a minute. You were <laughs> 13 saying, and okay. he was 14? Uh, I'm older than him. Okay. So he was like a year younger than you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I was going to say like, even though I'm not, I, I was probably 24 or 25 when we met. Yeah. So I always kind of think of you as as the young, youngin. Totally. Forever young, if you will. Forever young. So That's what me. we did, I let's see. We me. had Chaney's birthday on <laughs> Saturday? Friday. Friday? Mm -hmm. Okay. And we didn't have a party or anything, but what no. we did was we opted for I'm not a, a, quite a lot of food. That's true. I'm not... Naveen and I are quite opposite when it comes to birthdays. I am not a party, like have a party for me type person. Like a look at me. I'd rather have a party. I'd rather have a party like two days later and not tell anyone that it was my birthday. 
No, I call that they, a reverse. And then they just su- find uh, out. A reverse surprise party. <laughs> yeah. You go, surprise, it's my birthday. <laughs> and then everyone's like, fuck, I didn't get you anything. And then you're like, that's okay. But yeah. then everyone's like feeling odd all night. Yeah. I would n- I've never done that before. Yeah, I, know. I wanted to do that one year, but I don't know if I actually did. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just not the type. So what I am the type to do is to like. Eat snacks. Eat snacks yeah. and eat pizza. So we yeah. went to this place that I've been wanting to go to in Nashville for a while. It's called uh, Penne Pazze. Which I just learned. I think it means crazy pasta. Crazy penne. Yeah, and it was delicious. They have this stuff called pinza. And it's like lower calorie pizza, I guess. I don't fucking know. But it, it really it did just, not. It, yeah, it, was, it doesn't seem as heavy as like pizza. The crust is more like airy, I guess you could say. It was delicious. It was really good. It so, had a ball of hold on, But on that top. was the second thing that we did. We went on like oh, a little yeah. eating tour. We did. That's what we did. The first thing we did is we went to Five Daughters Bakery. Yeah. Which is like, every, they have a bunch of donuts, but they're all cronuts, which is a croissant. They're hundred layer donuts. Which is a croissant, or if you're bougie, you would say croissant. <laughs> it always, we used to go out to breakfast all the time. We used to have a roommate who said croissant every time. And I'm like, really? Who said that? I'm not going to throw him under the bus. You could okay. guess. You could guess who it right. was. Yeah. Do you know which roommate it was off the top of your head? Is he in a band? Yeah. Okay. He said that? He didn't Can say I have croissant? A croissant? You know when you sometimes hang out with people and they like don't pronounce anything the right way until it comes to a word like that? Oh, and yeah. And then they're yeah. like, oh, I'll have blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's they like, don't take... There's no other foreign word that they're going to take the time to try to get right. To whatever. say correctly. And then until they just pick one croissant. word. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Yeah. They pick one word. Croissant. It's definitely croissant. <laughs> if you're me. I pronounce it croissant. Yeah. So these donuts are hundred layer donuts or croissant. Which or, donuts? Yeah. Uh, so we went there first. That's how we started the day. Kind of weird. Yeah, I that had a blueberry lavender one and also like a chocolate cookie dough one. Yeah, off the hook. Both bomb. So we went there and then we're like, all right, let's go get pizza now. And then we went and had the pizza. Yeah. We kept it pretty reasonable at that point, if mm-hmm. you ask me. We shared a little pizza and some salad. Yeah. And then we were like, all right, let's make a crazy dinner. Oh, yeah. That's when it went downhill. And that's when it, things got a little <laughs> crazy. Uh, we ate far too much. That was the real penne pazze. Yeah. So that was, uh, we made, like, we, Cheney baked feta, a block of feta with garlic and tomatoes. Yeah, I mean, it's a f- fucking viral feta pasta bake. But there was a twist to ours. Is that instead of using the pasta, we put in a family size <laughs> thing of raviolis. Of cheese ravioli. Yeah. Fresh cheese ravioli. So, that was pretty intense. <laughs> And then did we have dessert too or no? <laughs> Can't remember. What did we have? For, oh, we got. Uh, Surely okay, we had you don't remember this that we had to like hustle to a bunt cake place. Bunt cake place. That's right. <laughs> What's the bunt cake? Nothing bunt cakes. Nothing. We were bunt like, they're cakes. gonna close in fifteen minutes, and we like rolled over there. Well, but then we were cakes. waiting on like a delivery for Naveen, and we thought that the delivery man was gonna 
prevent us from getting nothing but cakes. That's so right. I like pulled That's the right. van out and I was ready to fucking step on the gas when Naveen got the thing inside. Yeah. And we bolted down to nothing but cakes and we got there about 10 minutes before yep. it closed. That was pretty good. That so was good that was delicious. But I'm not going to lie. Uh, ate way too much that day. Dude, it the next day painful. when I woke up, I felt like I had a boulder in my stomach. I felt like mildly hungover, even though we didn't drink at all. That's the thing about food it is that it, it gives you a similar effect. Like if you eat way too much, you can feel it. Yeah, the next day. You, so it pretty feels like a hangover the next day. Yep. So that was uh, Cheney's birthday. That was a good time. I'm sure people loved hearing time about that. What a what an entertaining thing to hear yeah, about. It was really crazy. We, we yeah that, that we're we sounding like we're Friday. forty, right? <laughs> well, we're nearing forty. Like dude. we didn't go out. We didn't do anything. We ate a bunch of food. That was like whoa. That's insane. I'm just, we did that. I mean, if I'm choosing what I'm gonna do for my birthday, I'm not like. I know we. We usually like will have a drink on the podcast, but I am personally not a huge drinker. I'm more of a weed smoker. I'm yeah. far more of a weed smoker, not a huge drinker. So if it's my birthday, I'm not going to choose to go out and party. That's right. Uh, though I do like to party. Actually, I think the last so time often. we drank was on the podcast, right? <clears throat> yeah. Last okay. week. Yeah. So it's been a week. Which is, you know. I mean, I'll I I've gone many weeks <laughs> in my life without drinking. I yeah. kind of go through phases. It's like sometimes I like to go out and hang and like drink, and sometimes I just go through months when I don't want to do that. Yeah. Agreed. Are you reading something over there? It, yeah. See, this is why we need everyone's Harrison. Everyone's like, uh, they're mad at me for saying that we were forty. They're like, oh, I'm forty. Don't hate. Dude. But uh, that's not what I meant. I meant like the the um, standard view of what a forty year old. Yeah, is. it was like yes, a I'm thirty seven. I'm I'm going to be forty. Okay, sorry very about soon. that. We're sounding like we're ninety year olds who. Or we're sounding like we're in our late thirties. How about that? <laughs> See, Naveen, I'm, I am noticing because I don't think we said it on the podcast. Harrison is not here today. Yeah. Harrison's sick. Rest in peace, Harrison. In your bed. <laughs> Just, you know, rest. I hope you get rest up. I hope you like get peaceful rest. Um, and your stomach stops hurting when you wake up. (laughs) Why don't we say rest in peace more uh, to people who are alive? Yeah. Yeah. Like every, literally every night I want to rest in peace. Well, people have been commenting RIP Harrison. So maybe that's what they meant. When, when Harrison is here, you don't stare at the computer and I'm noticing. Well, yeah. The thing is, I don't want to not look at it at all because what if. It goes offline. Right. See, like I want to at least make sure issue. that we're still here. I can cover up the chat. <laughs> this is there. why I'll we got Harrison. There we the go. Look, place. now I can't see the chat. So now, ever now, I am realizing how right I was that we needed Harrison. Yeah, I know. Honestly, it kind of sucks not having him. This is whack. I don't I'm know looking how over at his it. chair. It's empty. It's making me sad. Me too. So. The ghost of Harrison. <laughs> I don't uh, know, and we see his little mouse pad over there. Let's bring a tear to my eye. It's so sad. And I, don't, I, I can like when I say something that I know that you won't think is funny. Yeah, I like look over at him, and I'm like, you know, <laughs> I, know. I get a little laugh. I noticed you doing that in a clip from last <laughs> week. You kept looking over him like huh, Harrison, right? Oh. <laughs> like to make sure that Harrison was like reassuring. Well, you yeah, I mean, funny. he's an easier audience than <laughs> other others here. You know, he'll have Who, a little Kathy? laugh. And then, 
Oh, do you remember? Dude, we should watch. I think this will get us demonetized, but the video that we watched about tuxedo cats. Oh, right. Because <clears throat> we have noticed we talk about Pappy a lot. We have a tuxedo. What was I even saying with Harrison not being here? Oh, yeah. It's making you a little more distracted. I can. Okay, look, I covered up the chat. Can't see it, but I can <laughs> see that we're still online. Oh, wonderful. Okay. So that's where I'm going to leave it. <laughs> Until we're taking questions. Fair. Which I want to get to, by the way. We have, we have some good questions. Yeah, we have some really good questions. Not um, yet. We'll do a little more uh, catching up, and then we'll get to some questions. Yeah, so we watched this video about why tuxedo cats are so, why people love them so much, because we are like, you know, Pappy is a great cat. And we've noticed that he's different from the other cats that we've had. We've had a lot of cats, right. and he's just really funny. And does silly stuff, and well, also for he's fun to be around, and and, and <laughs> he's like a great cat, dude. He he he's has the best. A, he's <laughs> like the full cat experience, is what I call Pappy. Every morning when I wake up, so Pappy will sleep on top of me like half the night, and then then he will retreat to. He's got like a huge cat tower, and every morning when I wake up, I say Pappy, and you hear a big, and he's like runs over yeah. to me. And cuddles know. with me right away, right when I say I his name. And this morning, he climbed under the blankets. And I have this super big body pillow. And he climbed under the, the blankets. And he got on my body pillow. And he was just, like, asleep under the blanket. It was so cute. Yeah, I know. It was amazing. But anyway, we watched this video about tuxedo cats. And it was, like, top ten reasons why tuxedo cats are so great. And our favorite reason was... Okay, so... Yeah, we're we're like, what's up with tuxedo? Let's get to the bottom of this. Are they are they like all? Because we we've seen some other people who have tuxedo cats on Instagram and stuff, and we're like, well, you know, you got a tuxedo cat, and and they'll be like, yeah, the, you know, they're the best, blah, blah blah. And then we're like, okay, well, let's find out why. And then apparently, according to this article, the reason why is because they look formal. <laughs> And it's funny to see a cat <laughs> with such a formal look <laughs> acting like a silly cat. <laughs> and we were like, no, I don't think so. Like, that's the most <laughs> complete bullshit thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, no, I've never even thought that. Me either. But then after we saw the article, we were like, I guess he does kind of look sort of formal. <laughs> yeah, we were like, actually, everything is a little funnier because he looks formal. <laughs> <laughs> but i mean we also have a bow tie for him that he won't keep on no he's not down for that uh but i mean maybe but yeah, when your mom so comes here now next when week, he's we'll doing him in a bow tie for when he's doing something silly we're like oh look at that it's because he's wearing a suit it's like we don't actually think he's wearing a suit yeah dude you know maybe the guy in the video who made the video thought that it was a suit Maybe he needs glasses, and he couldn't like make out the fur. I don't know, man. Really <laughs> weird. But all right. So what else, Cheney? What did we? What else did we get into this week? I think there was more going on than that. Uh, you shot a bunch of drum videos. That's right. So on oh, that was Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. That was Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Oh yeah, Wednesday. Right. <laughs> as if you ever know what day. As I if know. either I'm of us know problems what day with it this is whole day ever. Thing. But I yeah. never know what day it is. Every day is Saturday or Sunday or, you know, it's a fun day. I don't know. <laughs> That's what it seems like to me. 
to me, it's like uh, uh, not a fun day. Every like, day is like a Wednesday a mixed with a Saturday. Yeah, that's true. I guess on the weekends we feel, I get to not feel like guilty about like, I don't know, staying up really late or something like that. The only difference for me on the weekends is that I don't get emails really because no one's working. There we go. I still do the same stuff on the weekend though. Me too. Like if I'm working on something, I'll just work on it through the weekend. Throughout the weekend. Oh, I've been painting a lot. There you go. That's what I've been doing lately. That's true. You've been painting rocks. I've been painting rocks. She's been collecting all the rocks on our property Mm -hmm. and painting them black and then doing Mm -hmm. lion work in white Mm -hmm. and red Yeah. on the rocks. Yep. So we're going to have a pretty freaking cool rock garden here in a second. It's just a smiley faces, really. (laughs) It's definitely not that. Have you posted those like in your story or anything? No, but I probably will. Okay. After I do a bunch of them. Uh, Okay. So yeah, then I, uh, I Wednesday. Yes. That was, we did the podcast. Then the next day I went to Minel. Yeah. Well, not actually in the Minel headquarters, but they rented a studio. Is it the same? Is it a similar studio to what you've shot in before? Is this one you've shot in before? Yeah, I actually, we did like these product video demos where I made, they weren't like official playthrough videos. They were, I made three songs for Minel Mm -hmm. and you can actually download those tracks on their website without the drums and jam to them. That's super cool. Yeah, it was really cool. So I made those and then we did a 12 videos. So we did three or four, yeah, four videos for each uh, song with different symbol setups. They basically wanted to showcase these certain symbols. But that was just like one angle. <clears throat> and they cut it up into clips for Instagram and stuff. But this time I was actually going there to play Entheo's songs, and they had like multiple cameras and you know the full thing. Yeah. And it's a really nice studio. It's called uh, Gray Box in Nashville. Sick. There are a lot of cool studios yeah. in Nashville we're learning lately through shooting and this time i just went in there and played one all the songs in a row one time yeah and that was that which people will understand more as we begin to roll the album out and then i got the fuck out of there that was that was so it was an easy day yeah it was really fun and uh i think it's gonna be cool i'm looking forward to that coming out yeah i can't wait to see uh, those so that was wednesday that's what we did there Mm -hmm. and then we did your birthday yeah friday saturday what did we do over the weekend? I Nothing. I have no idea. Like we just chilled. Or no, we worked on this stuff. and that, probably. That's what we do. Naveen and I just work on stuff. We're like we elves. Work, yeah. mm-hmm. That's we right. just like do stuff all day. Yeah. And then, so I think... Uh, have you ever been bored? I don't get bored. I it's don't not get, a thing. I don't get bored either. No. It's weird. I would like that. That sounds fun to me, actually, to be bored. would be awesome. I know. That would mean that I have nothing that I'm supposed to work on. Right. That would mean that I could just like sit down and just yeah, not so do anything that'd be great sometimes i do envy boredom <laughs> you know yeah because i don't get bored i just like f- start doing something else yeah well i'm just like okay i'm involved in x amount of projects that i need to get done you know so that's what i think of i guess there probably are people who don't really have hobbies that's true i can't relate yeah Got i can't far too many hobbies you are a hobbyist. A serial hobbyist. You are a serial hobbyist. I have like three hobbies that I've just always done. I have uh, eliminated most of my hobbies, though. I don't know if you've noticed. 
I have. You kind of yeah, only, reined it in. You only do really drum and you do like musical stuff yeah. and you build stuff. I just do music stuff, work on the house, build stuff for the house. Yeah. And do like body weight workouts here and there. Well, I think it's healthy to pick up a new hobby every so often. Yeah. I, I think it's the best thing ever. I mean, honestly, if I was retired, that's what I would do all the time. I would just do hobbies. Well, you know, that's why people, I think, look forward to being retired. Yeah. Because you hear a lot of people say, well, oh, man, I can't wait until I'm retired so that I can do this and this. And they talk about, like, actually doing things that they dream about doing when they're retired. And I think that's kind of sad and that it's important to prioritize yourself over like you know i guess a job yeah i agree i'm not saying that you 100%. should quit your job but i am saying that i think that there's a a neutral life to job balance where you can yeah. do your hobbies and also make your money i think yeah i think hobbies are definitely good for counterbalancing a job absolutely because you get to be creative and work so to speak on something that you actually feel like doing. Yeah. Whereas with your job, you might not want to do it every day. And that goes for, I mean, even band shit is whatever. It's kind of approaching more like a job for us. And it's a the best job ever. But sometimes I don't feel like doing... Sometimes I don't want to program lights for a song or fucking tab the solos (laughs) of the new album or you know like there's yeah there's all these facets that i don't really feel like doing and that comes with having a job well yeah there's there's a ton of like extra work that goes into being in a full-time band that's just like behind the scenes stuff that isn't any of the fun stuff it's not i mean yeah it's not sexy it is kind of fun i guess to you know budget things and order merch and organize things and but there, there's just a ton of shit like, you know, tabbing songs or writing up explanations for why this exists and why this yeah. exists. And, you know, it's a lot to like pull together. Yeah. There's enough stuff, which is, we're fortunate that there's enough stuff that there's stuff for us. To oh, do yeah. I'm not complaining day, at much. all. I'm not complaining at all. But I'm saying that, but I think that what we're getting at is that even that can approach like a, I need a. A Some bit of a mental break yeah. from this. Yeah. Like, that's why I love working on art so much because, you know, I've spent so much of m- my life doing music and that's like what I came up in. So I feel a lot of, I wouldn't say that it's pressure attached to it, but I take it a lot more seriously. And it's like something that I I don't really do it like, I do do it willy nilly, but I don't really do it like will yeah. you know. It's not hobby level. It's not where hobby you can level. Just stop whenever you feel like. Yeah. We're kind of committed to doing a certain amount of work surrounding the project. Right. There's other people involved. Mm-hmm. There's timelines. There's you know uh, events. Yeah. That are associated with the band. There's certain things that need to get done. Yeah. So in that respect, it's more. There's like some pressure. Yeah, there's a little bit of that associated with it. And with art, for me, I have no nothing on a like more than a hobby level yeah. attached to it. So I can just do it and it's something that I just don't even think about. You don't have to worry about finishing it or making it a presentable product. Yeah, or, or like any what f- anyone's going to think about it. It doesn't yeah, fucking matter. It doesn't matter. 
So yeah, I I did a little bit of a of a hobby, I would say, this weekend or week, two days ago, Monday. I cleaned out the. You uh, just said five oh, different Sunday. days. So at it was once. Sunday. Yeah. I decided to clean out the shed, which was just like loaded full of like van benches and fucking sawdust and all kinds of shit. So I took everything out and then built like big. Uh, tables for working on stuff so i have like an actual workshop kind of now and then the next day i was decided to clean up the studio and i was building i had an idea for like these symbol racks i was building those and then i slipped with my drill and the fucking drill bit went went all the way through my thumb i still can't look at it it's yeah, fucking it went, awful i don't know if you could see it on camera Ugh. God. Here, let me see if I can see it. So gross. Oh. You can't see it. Oh, uh, damn it. It won't focus on it. Well, uh, anyway, it's oh kind no, of blurry. Wait, it's kind of... Di- pull your thumb toward me. Okay, oh, there we go. Oh, my God. So, if you're not... It went in right there and then freaking exited out the other side. That is disgusting. Pierced. Get it out of here. Pierced that motherfucker. And I was like, oh, shit. And it fucking was bleeding everywhere, you know? Yeah. But honestly, Cheney, it's a miracle the way it like today. It's it's not. I thought it was gonna be like it's swollen healed. and like blue and stuff, you know, because of how crazy of a wound that is. I don't know. I might have like Wolverine type healing he's, he's abilities. He's Jesus, folks. Uh, he's Jesus. Because that was yesterday, and the drill bit. It, another thing to keep in mind: the drill that I was using, not sharp. It's no, a it square. Was flat. He showed it to me today and I almost lost my lunch. You're like, how did that happen? Disgusting. Because when it first happened, I went, oh, shit, a hell of, you know, sc- scrape or whatever punctured my my thumb. Then I looked down, it's bleeding out of this side too. And I'm like, it went all the way through my fucking uh, thumb. Oh, my God. Yeah, it sucked. <sighs> so, uh, We're didn't finish prone. the, uh, didn't finish that rack that I was working on. <laughs> no finish rack. But it was kind of cool because I was like, I'm going to give myself the rest of the day off here. I'm going <laughs> to go lay down. You got to be bored. Oh, hey, another huge thing. We found out about Kill Tony. Yeah, I know. How have we not How been watching have, Kill Tony? So I'm we, mad at, at, at everybody. So now we're huge fans. And then we found out that this literally this weekend, Tony Hinchcliffe was playing Zanies in Nashville. Yeah. With... William, what's his name? William Montgomery. William Montgomery. So we literally okay. found out about it, and then he's like announcing his tour dates on the show, and we're like, oh no. Yeah. And then that was, it was like the next night. William Montgomery is a goddamn genius. Yeah. So that show is freaking hilarious. I don't know why yeah. you guys didn't tell us it was I funny. I don't what know what's wrong fuck? with you guys. Yeah. Kind of annoying. Truly disappointed. Yeah. Um, so but, yeah, uh, that's what we did. Absolutely We're just hilarious. Having a lot of fun. Uh, should we get into questions? Yeah, we probably should. All right, let's roll with it. We're at so half hour if here. you guys are on our Twitch, you can throw questions to our Discord. What about Datcord? Or Datcord? Discord. A little bit of Discord. A little bit of Datcord. Let me see. Damn, uh, you got to see him open for Duncan Trussell. I bet that was fantastic. Okay. Uh, uh, sorry, that was to questions. someone in the Twitch. I'm speaking. Now you're doing. Now I, you I are know. the offender. I know. Um. Okay. I want to read this one first, Cheney. All right, go for it. Are either of you hopping onto the sober October bandwagon? And that's from Bindi Irwin. 
coming at you from the Discord. <laughs> so I asked the question. Talking? Yeah, oh. usually when you ask a question, Sorry, I thought you, you were going to start talking. I'm not going to ask myself a question. Uh, we're not <laughs> drinking for a while. <laughs> I don't know when it'll end. I don't. It, uh, but it began last okay, Tuesday. I guess I am going to answer it. It began um, last Tuesday. So yeah, we we do want to do sober October, mm -hmm. but we were like, well, we're going to that Black Dahlia show at the end of the month, and we might want to drink. Yeah. But that's when? It's October 28th. We are yeah. going to uh, the Black Dahlia murder show in Detroit. If anyone is there, say hi. So, But Cheney came up with the idea, well, we haven't drank since the 28th of last month. Mm -hmm. So that would technically be a month. Right. 28th to 28th. Yeah. And yeah, so we haven't drank for a week. And we're kind of, we're going to do this thing, man. But, well, I mean, both of us have gone for probably a month or two without drinking before. I mean, it's not that. I've gone way it. longer than that. But I was kind of cruising. We around. went way longer. When we were on, when we were like extreme dieting, I think we didn't drink for like months. No, I don't think so. I think we still drank here and there. Really? Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, we had we beer. Have, we had beers on Saturday. Yeah, we would have a, a drink. Here. So I kind of talked about this last week, too. Like when I drink a beer, something, my lymph node gets sore lymph and it's mode. not it's not like it's supreme pain but it's really not um a a fun sensation so i'm gonna just stop drinking it for a while and see how that goes beer yeah. yep but uh yeah so yeah we're kind of jumping on the train we're gonna do it pretty easy neither of us like i said i'm not really a huge drinker anyway so so i guess i'm doing the california sober october yeah, which is smoking the tweeds. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, I don't do that, so it's not hard for yeah, me. Yeah, Naveen not, doesn't I'll just smoke Continue weed. to not do that. But yeah, I was kind of looking around on the internet about drinking. I listened to some podcasts about it. Mm -hmm. Turns out it's uh, really bad for you. Oh, really? I never would have guessed that. Yeah. Uh, beyond, it's kind of like the whatever um, studies they do on it. It seems like it just gets worse and worse for how bad it is for you. Well, let's drop a. The fact, which is, isn't it that how high of a percentage of not crime, but like. Oh, I heard the statistic. Yeah, 50% of violent crime. One, one of the parties are drunk. Wow. Who'd have fucking thought? Yeah, either the. the, the yeah. I've never seen a drunk person act crazy. Yeah. What? Yeah. Never. Yeah. I've never seen someone drunk act differently than when they were sober. But here's some other ones I'll read to you guys yeah. if you want. Uh, I wrote them down. I listened to a podcast today with uh, Andrew Huberman. Huberman, I don't know how you say it, but Probably he's Huber. apparently a really popular scientist guy. Oh. A lot of followers. But I listened to a two-hour podcast about it today, and here are some of the takeaway notes I got. Uh, I'm just going to read them. Fuck it. One is increased... Uh, impulsive behavior. So when you're drunk and you do kind of stuff off the dome, hey, let's go sneak onto the roof of that school. Well, apparently that continues on even after you're you're drunk. I mean, not drunk. Once you're sober. Once you're sober. It bleeds into your everyday life. And this is not people that drink, like all these statistics are based on people who drink one drink a day. So it's either like one a day or three on one day, four on another. Averaged out three a day per week. I mean, one a day through the whole whole course of the week. I can't even talk. 
Jeez Louise, if you're going to share information. So here's a couple. You want to hear these other ones, Shana? These other ones that I wrote down? Can you speak it? Yeah, I can try. I can try. Just kidding. Uh, Your brain actually starts to shrink. Yeah, that's probably what's happening to my lymph nodes. Yeah, your brain That's probably what I'm feeling is my brain shrinking. Shrinks. You get, like I said, this is one drink a day. This is not extreme by any means. And I would say that I drink normally seven to ten, seven to ten drinks a week. I mean, easy. That's not, it's nothing. So then um, you've got increased anxiety. Which is obvious. Yeah, so it you kind of you feel anxious. You have a beer; it makes you feel a little less anxious. But then, in the time that you're not drinking, you're heightened anxiety, heightened stress, mm-hmm. even when not drinking. Which makes sense because and most alcoholics that I've known have been super anxious people. Yep, totally. And this is funny because this is right in time for our beer mugs to come in. Yeah. But you can put kombucha in there. I'm going to be put, putting fucking zero sugar calories, low calorie Sprite in it. Yeah. So I'm drinking diet Sprite like a madman. Or you guys should drink beer. I don't give a fuck. What I don't you either. Do. And I will drink a beer again, obviously. Are you kidding me? <clears throat> but then uh, I, I'm just, I'm just going to read the last two here real quick. Uh, link to cancer rates. So people who drink higher rates of cancer goes up. And... It converts testosterone into estrogen in both men and women. So, not a good thing. Not a good thing. On the other hand, so do you ever really have the kind of heart-to-heart that you have when you're drunk with your bro? I know. And there's a lot of, yeah, there's things like that. But I think, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, for 100% me... 100% less fun is happening. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm See, just kidding. I think for me... um over time, I feel like it would become you'd be you'd be more of a fun person over time mm-hmm. because you wouldn't be depending on drinking to be fun. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I drink on the podcast is because I think it's going to make me like funnier. I'm not going to lie. That's why I do it. I mean, I like having a little buzz, but I also am like, well, if I have a couple of drinks, I'm going to be like loosened up and I'll probably be funnier. You know, so I'm. I think it's kind of cool to uh, give it a try sober. But like I said, we've done the. Actually, you know what? I don't know. I think when we were when I actually didn't drink for a couple months, I think it was when we weren't doing the podcast. Oh yeah, okay, that's yeah. true. However, we yeah, but also we haven't. It's not like we've drank on every podcast. There have been a ton of podcasts we haven't drank on. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. You're not wrong. I'm not like, like I said, I'm not like a heavy drinker anyway. It doesn't really matter that much to me. But finding out all this shit, even though you don't drink that much, it's kind of crazy. Because you would think that all these negative effects are associated with like, oh, well, of course, if they're drinking, you know, heavy drinkers, 20, 30 drinks a week type thing. Another thing for me is that, um, you know, I like to work out and like eat well. We both like to do that. And I always feel like the night that we drink the next day i'm always starting at a negative you are and it it feels good to like wake up the next morning and have no it feels good to wake up in the morning and not feel like you drank the night before i know no anxiety no anxiety no like (laughs) you know it just kind of slows you down at least a little bit and i think that's undeniable and i notice it a lot just because i don't drink very much so when i do it's like the next day it's like 
eating that shitty meal the other day. The next day I can I did not feel genuinely good. tell that it's affecting me in a negative way yeah. because I feel like shit. I feel sluggish. I'm just not operating at a hundred. And I, the older I get, the more I really like in the morning, just operating at 100. Well, I, I love having fun and I love going out and, you know, it's fun to have drinks at shows and I, I love doing that. So I'm not saying that I don't enjoy that, but it is really great to wake up in the fucking morning and like have a normal day and not agreed. 100%. be starting at a below zero. Yeah. Or like, you know, we'll, uh, Chaney and I will go out one night or whatever, and then the next day, it's like the whole day we're just watching TV and eating whatever Mexican food. Yeah. Which is what I was, brings me to my next point. I wanted to have a sober hungover day. It'd be super fun. Just fucking lay around and eat Well, that's kind of what we did on my birthday. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. But yeah, obviously, Chaney and I are going to drink again. We're not going to be sober. Hell yeah, I'm definitely... Probably going to be drinking at that yeah. Black Dahlia show. But so we're if gonna, you want to have yeah. my uh, first drink in yeah. a month with me, then come to the show. There we go. We did the our rehab. Now it's time to party. We did our rehab. Now it's time to party. <laughs> but yeah, it's a great time. Drinking is really fun. Yeah, shout out to everyone in the chat who's saying there are people who haven't drank in a while. Everyone on the Twitch chat, you know, shout out to you guys for whatever reason you decided yeah. to do that. Good for you. If you think that you've made a fucking healthy lifestyle choice. Well, it's un uh, awesome. un it's undeniable that if you don't drink, it's a healthier choice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Jordy exists in the chat just said, I haven't had a single drink in over five years. Haven't been drunk in well over 10. It was less of an I need to sober up choice and more of a drinking makes me feel sick before I get a buzz. Yeah. Which does happen, man. I mean, but uh, yeah. yeah. Drinking every so often, fun. I like having yeah, a good really fucking couple of White Claws. Don't I think get that's me wrong. probably the best way to do it. Like if I was going to have my ideal situation. But for me, I kind of get into the habit of drinking. Like, all right, I want to do, I want to have a couple of drinks on the podcast. And then, you know. Oh, yeah. I want to go out on Friday and, oh, like, yeah. I don't know, tear it up and have fucking seven White Claws or whatever. Totally. And yeah. another thing is it's, like, fall. So I think that the change in weather is also... Because summer is, you know, in summer you kind of want to go to the I pool know. and have a drink. Yeah. It's fun. Yep. It'd be hard not to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, like we so said yeah, before, we're, we're not, like, never going to drink again. We're just... Definitely uh, not. But, you know, it's fun to hop on a... And it'll be funny to talk, something to talk about. How about that? Yeah. We can check in on the sober October. Uh, but then we had, uh, you want to take some more questions, Chaney? Yeah, in the Discord. Or Datcord. Dis or Datcord. Okay. Chaney, mm -hmm. could you describe? Okay, this is from Will is Stoned. Could you describe your process for warming up? Oh, we already answered this. Oh, did we? Yep. My bad. A few weeks ago. Okay, here we go. I got another one for you, Jenny. Wait. This one was done on the same day. This is why it's better to have fucking Harrison once again. I know. All right, Cheney. Yeah. This is from Narlos Slam Tana. Okay. The best name ever. 
I'm sure it depends on the day, but on the rare occasion you get to a venue early, does Entheos prefer to check out the area or just hang in the venue until doors? For Cheney, this is a two-parter. For Cheney, what was the Des Moines scene like? Is there a healthy diversity of different styles of bands or does one specific subgenre of metal tend to rule the show attendance? Okay, so let's tackle that first question. Um, what we actually like to do is not get to the venue early and we go to plan... Oh, sorry, my phone's there. I was just reading the question. But I, we like to not get to the venue early and just spend all of our time at a Planet Fitness uh, up until like 15 minutes before we have to go to the venue. Yeah, taking showers, hanging out. Yeah, and maybe getting <coughs> lunch. But honestly, um, going we, to Walmart. we don't have a whole lot of time on tour. Um, I will now because we're taking a merch person with us on our next uh, that's true. U.S. tour. But, you know, on the last couple of tours, I've been doing merch. Naveen has a ton of shit to set up. There's always, like, stuff to do. Yeah. And once you get to a venue, usually, I'll say, on Oceano and Arch Spiral, we were getting to the venue around 3.30 or 4 every day. And once you get there, it's like, it takes me an hour and a half to set up merch I'm lucky if there f- there's a half an hour for me to get ready before doors. So once we actually get to the venue, and honestly on Archspire, we didn't have time to do anything. We yeah. barely got to work out on that tour because the drives were incredibly long. Yeah, so if the drives are kind of long, and the thing is we don't have crew, crew or anything like that. We just roll just the band. Well, we have a sound guy. Yeah, sound guy. So he can help uh, drive a bit, but still we're driving quite a lot. Mm -hmm. And if the drive's long, we usually get there basically right when we're supposed to load in. Yeah. And so we load in, I set up the drums, set up the lights, Chaney's doing the merch, like she said. And then, uh, yeah, so it was, we're sort of really busy and don't have enough time to go do cool stuff. But like when we're in Europe and we're like on a bus or something, we have way more time. And yeah, then we'll go explore. Yeah. I think exploring would be preferred for me. Absolutely. Yeah, like we, when we went to Prague, we saw the whole city. We've, you know, you go and see stuff. When we were in, uh, God, what's the name? Slovenia. Slovenia. Yeah. Or when we were in Porto. I mean, pretty much every day on the tour. Yeah, you see a bunch a of stuff, especially when you're in Europe. Um, I think it's a little easier for bands who are on a bus and yeah. get to a venue and have a driver um that's really what it's about sometimes we get to stay after the show and like party a little bit but it's it's a lot of work on a tour you know you're kind of doing work a lot yep um on this next tour though i will probably like go and visit coffee shops and draw because or write because those are the things that i like to do you might end up being busy yeah you might be the new light guy not gonna happen I am assuming vocalist position of no other jobs. Okay, and then um, I'm sure I'll still help with merch to some degree. Though. So, how about the second the the second part of that one? Yeah, what was the second part again? Read it. Uh, for Cheney, what was the Des Moines scene like? Is there a healthy diversity of different styles of bands, or does one specific sub genre of metal tend to rule the show attendance? Um, there so. You know, I was a part of the Des Moines scene maybe from like 2001 to 2009 or no, 2010 when I moved. No, 2011 
when I moved away. And there were a lot of, there was a really good scene in Des Moines. You know, at the beginning of when I started going to shows, we were kind of like coming off of that wave of Slipknot getting super popular and Slipknot was a local band in Des Moines. And um, Stone Sour hadn't even really started getting that big yet. I remember seeing Stone Sour for free at this little venue called House of Bricks that held maybe 200 people, maybe 300. But uh, there was a really good scene. There were a lot of like new metal bands back when that was happening, but there were death metal bands. Uh, I was really into a lot of local Des Moines bands. That's like where I got into wanting to be a vocalist uh, was through local bands and obviously through national bands too, but like seeing people constantly I would go to shows like every weekend when I was in eighth grade that was what we did for fun I wasn't old enough to drink or so we went to Merle Hay Mall and it was right across from this venue called House of Bricks uh in West Des Moines it later House of Bricks later moved downtown but I would see bands every weekend so I would see like Face Cage was a band um god what other there was like Screaming Mechanical Brain and fucking like callous all kinds of bands pig walk index case i loved there were a ton of like those kind of bands who would play house of bricks so i would see those and as i got older it's like i got more exposed to the death metal scene in des moines there was a band called kill Pact. there was a really sick scene in the cedar falls waterloo area there was a really sick cedar rapids scene there were a lot of like metalcore bands and hardcore bands too pure to die is a straight edge hardcore metalcore type band that is from des moines stand united i mean there were just a there were a shitload of bands and a ton of my friends were from the the local scene so it was it was a sick scene i think we had a really sick scene going back then i don't really know what the des moines scene is like now i know that I have a few friends who are still in bands like Widow Nine and uh, I don't even know who the fuck else is still a band, but Reality's Flaw was a band. There were there were a shitload of bands back then. I mean, there's like a ska scene in Des Moines too. And all the shows did well. It's not like one thing didn't override the other. It was kind of different groups who went to every kind of show. But some of the scenes, you know, or some of the people went to all kinds of different shows. You know, it just... A little bit of overlap. Yeah, it was. I feel like it was like a lot of scenes back then. I mean, yeah, the local scene was... It was pretty much thriving when I was a kid. It's a good time. So it was sick. There you have it. Yeah. I mean, I was in bands then. Well that's answered. that's how I became a fucking vocalist. So Momentai Guy is asking, what happened to the purple vibe lights that we had going on in the podcast room for a while? Oh, yeah. Those are our stage lights. Yeah. We just kind of decided it was like saturating our skin. Yeah, we and were it wasn't like looking kind very of tired good. of being purple people. Yeah. It started looking like crap. Yeah. So that's what happened to it. So now we're just normal people. Yeah, maybe purple. we'll get it. Maybe Harrison will get like we a lighting degree or something. We get some other lighting in here. It doesn't It's not looking too exciting. I think we need to not use our stage lights. Yeah, not use the stage lights. We need to use something lights. else. Yeah, those are a little ex- uh, extreme. Yeah. We'll upgrade. We're so my next goal in our house is to like re uh work the podcast room. Yeah. Paint paint and desperately need do everything. Need so because lighting. right now it's a pea green. 
It is pea green. You can't tell from the cameras. You cannot tell. Is, they have painted the former owners of the house. Have um, painted this room pea green. Yeah, a little weird. Uh, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Burning the hive, saying get a lava lamp, my dudes. Uh, ironically, we just donated like three lava lamps yeah, to Goodwill. But I still have three more. <laughs> I have like six lava lamps. Okay, well then there we go, boom. I bought a bunch of lava lamps and salt rock lamps for the recording of the album that we're going to st- put out yeah. soon. So maybe we'll take his word and uh, throw I think a that's lava not lamps. a him. Okay. How this person. How dare you? Yeah, how dare I? Okay. Uh, alrighty, let's see. If there's any more, I think cues. there are questions in the Discord. Hold on. Oh, it's Abby from Wyoming. Okay. Yeah. See exactly. Okay. Well, I don't know everybody's screen name on here. Yeah, so I'm pretty. Um, bad. What do I do? Uh, I'm pretty uh, attentive. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm something. Oh, speaking of burning the hive, here we go. Stephen King has said he felt like he channeled his writing when creating music. Did we already do this one? I don't know. I don't think so. When creating music, do you feel like the music slash lyrics flow through you? Do you ever create a sick riff and you're like, whoa, where did that come from? Uh, yeah. So <clears throat> I think, um, I don't know if I would, I, I feel that way every time I, I make anything, but I, I can't I say, I couldn't say like definite, like, oh, I'm channeling something and it's coming from above and coming through me or whatever. I wouldn't be able to say that with a straight face, but I will say that that is how it feels when I'm writing music or playing drums or doing anything. I don't really feel like I I have to work hard for it or like, I guess even when we listen to the new album and stuff, I don't really feel like ownership over it. Me either. I'm like, well, this is fucking crazy. And like, it's crazy that I had anything to do with that. I often feel like that about lyrics. Like I, when I go back and listen to things, I'm just like, how did I write that? Just because I'm kind yeah. of amazed. Um, if there's something that I like think is sick that I did, it doesn't really feel like it. You're like, oh, I did that. And then it's exactly. kind of, some. I'll, sometimes I have a feeling of like, how am I going to do that again? Yep. Like, how am I going to... <laughs> Yeah. And then just something works out and you start to feel, I don't know, there's. Yeah. I mean, I felt that way before we even started the band, uh, like after doing like Flesh Rot. Yeah, I was like, How totally. How am I make more metal? Like that's, I kind of did it with I've, that. I've felt like that every time I've made anything in my life, really. Like how on earth am I going to. I don't know how it's going to get better than that yeah. or how I'm going to contribute something. But we just keep on doing it, man. Look at so. us go. Whoever's no, channeling really, through us is doing us some good favors. Well, I th- really think that if you just, you know, produce things, you'll probably feel like that. Yeah. If you, like, continue to put things out, you just kind of feel like you're there's something. It's probably a good way to feel because it's, like, a humble way to look at it, I guess, in a way. Yeah, totally. You know, I'm not like, yeah, I'm so sick. Just look at how awesome I am or whatever. It's just like, yeah, Tom, I don't know. There are some people who... Have that mentality, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's not good. Not a good mentality. No, I don't so, think so. yeah, I don't really feel like, look at how awesome I am. I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. It's just happening. Yeah. And I'm stoked that it is. Totally. And I hope I can do it again. Yep. There was another question. At this point, I'm feeling like it just keeps happening. I'm going to be all right. 
Don't ever say that, Naveen. <laughs> you better knock on a fucking A writing block or whatever is like uh, saying that how you don't get bored. Yeah. For me. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't I, I'm not I'm not trying to write stuff. Yeah. But if I like play guitar or whatever I'm on my computer, something is gonna happen. Yeah. Might not be the best thing I've ever made, but it, it'll the come spark out. is usually there. For sure. And if it's not, then I just don't do it. I don't care. Whatever. Do something else. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like I never if I feel like something isn't coming i don't force myself to write anything and maybe did. that's almost yeah. maybe that's to a fault because i will i am the type of person who it's like i'm supposed to be working on something today i'm not fucking feeling it so i'm not going to force it because i don't think that i've i don't really feel like i produce my best stuff that way no matter what i'm doing if i don't feel the inspiration to do something you know that entheos, that god within? Entheos. That entheos. Or entheos. Or entheos. I got to get a, a sample of The god within. Yeah, I got to do that. If I don't feel that like god within, that divine inspiration to do something, then I just don't, don't do it. Just because, do yeah, I do something else. And I really do think that a lot of things, or a lot of times, diverting the attention into something else actually builds the inspiration for the other thing because there are so many times when I'm like okay I'm not feeling it like writing lyrics right now nothing good's coming out here and then I'll read a book like I remember I would put on while while I was writing this last album I'll I would put on like speeches I'm not going to say by who but I would put on like talks and I'd get hell of inspiration for more lyrics nice and it's often, sometimes it's just triggered by like one word. Mm. I'll hear a word and I'll want to build off of that. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah, it's, it is cool. Because that'll like help, it can help to unlock the things in your mind. Like, like the sound of the word, you just like it or the, the, what the word means? What the word means. Okay. And then the other thoughts surrounding it. That's definitely cool. Do you ever go and like... This is something I do sometimes just for fun. Mm-hmm. The random word generator. Yeah. You ever do that? Sometimes, yeah. You can like put in how many words you want. Yeah. And just hit it until like something cool comes up. Yeah. I never will like use it for lines though. Yeah, I know. But I just mean that might insp- inspire something. Yeah, it does. It was, like, for sure. I have done I that. Know. Yeah. You have done that? Fuck yeah. I'll, or I'll That's like really go cool. through and look. I'll. I, of course, when I'm writing lyrics, use the thesaurus and the dictionary a lot. So sometimes I'll like go through this thesaurus just to like look at words that are like a word that interests me. Yeah, a similar. Or go to the dictionary, see what the dictionary word of the day is. Usually that's not something that I'm going to use, but its definition can be something that's that sparks something. Or, you know, reading a poem or listening to an audio book or going outside, going on a walk, any of that can spark, you know, that spark it. Yeah. I've got I a shitload of have notes a, I have a, a little bit of a different approach. I just stay so far ahead of the like deadline that I don't ever have to write anything. Well, also you're creating, <laughs> you know, 
the process of writing music and writing lyrics and vocals is so different because you are almost pulling from nowhere. Whereas I'm, I'm like operating within parameters. Yep. So for you, I think that you almost can go more of anywhere with it. However, the way that we kind of work is that if I, first of all, when I hear the music that you write, like I feel really super closely connected to it. I think that we have a similar taste in the things that we want to hear. But while I am writing lyrics and patterns, though I do have to operate within parameters, if I hear a part that I think should be extended, then I'll tell Naveen that and we'll extend the part. Or if I think that a part shouldn't be there, then I tell Naveen that and we take the part out or we change the part. Like I do contribute musical ideas to the band, though I don't write the music. We we work really closely together on that stuff. There's some stuff that you're like not down to change, which is chill. But there's other stuff. It's the same way. Like we give each other feedback a lot and we're very open to the feedback of each other and you do it with me like with vocal patterns, yeah. sometimes I'll throw out a pattern and you'll be like, ah, I think this would be, I was imagining more of a like this type of part. John Gallagher. More of a Gallagher. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah. It's all really good fun. And yes, we do try to channel the creativity. Yeah. In short. The, I, pr- I pray to the vocal gods, the lyrical the gods. gods. All right, Cheney, what do you think you want to do Try one more question? Try to find that entheos. Well, I think that we should do some voicemails, right? Oh, yeah. Some voms. That's why we need Harry here. I know. Where are you, uh, Harry? All right, we've got one from our weekly buddy. Weekly, I was going to say weekly caller, but he's not always on. Jake? Week. Yep. It's Jake. We need a Jake uh, we jingle. We should a Jake, uh, Jake jingle. It's Jake. <clears throat> It's Jake. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Jake. Um, I left it's a Jake. question in the Discord, but I didn't want to feel the hotline being left out. So my question is that um, how do you feel about uh, underground metal shows being attended a lot less? Do you have any advice for underground death metal bands kind of getting the word back out in their scenes to make people come in to these underground shows? I've heard of a lot of them not being really attended even some uh, big festivals with touring bands that happened around here recently didn't have a very good turnout. Wondering your thoughts on that. Thanks. You know, I do- that's a really good question. I have been wondering. I often wonder about, like, l- local scenes and, like, how they're – what's going on around the country. One thing that I think people do is rely too heavily on the Internet to get the word out about things. And we were talking about this recently with Evan. Like, I, back in our day, and I remember doing this for shows I used to play, I would go down to the print shop down the street and get like 150 or 200 flyers printed out and literally go to metal shows, go to bigger metal shows and hand out flyers in line when everyone leaves or put flyers on cars. Hand bills. I'm not saying that that's like the way to do it, but I do think that all of us, are really guilty of relying too much on the internet and what the internet can bring. Because I think that you can bring people to the internet with flyers. Also, like, going to shows, supporting your scene. You have to be a part of the scene to 
to build a scene. What do you think? Um, yeah, I think it's a cool idea. Like, what would it be like if you went and gave out handbills again? Yeah. I don't know. It's a good question. But I think it seems to me right now, from what I can tell, that it's either the shows are, like, way more insane than they've ever been mm-hmm. or kind of crappy, like what he's saying, and, like, the turnouts are shot. Yeah. But it doesn't really seem like there's an in-between anymore. It's kind of just, like, hype or not hype yeah it's like so i don't know i don't really know how to do it but i, I mean i think i think our advice is kind of always the same and that's just stay consistent with it yeah keep going and eventually you will be playing some better shows you will be getting better turnouts and playing with the bands that have the better turnouts but well you know I mean, that's really all that you can do you know what's interesting about it though is that we're so with the pandemic i know jake lives in texas so i don't i you know, I don't know. Everyone's different with like how long they shut down shit or shows. But there is in California definitely like a year and a half where little like younger kids weren't being exposed to going to shows in the same way that I was. Like like I was saying earlier, that is what I did for fun every weekend at a certain point in my life because I was too I didn't have a car. So like my mom would drop me off at the mall. I would go to a show across the street, wait for my mom to pick me up. And there wasn't, like, an option to go anywhere else. So, like, you're. I wonder if we're missing a certain age group of kids who... True. And now, like, I think little kids are probably hearing more about music. I also think a lot of shows are not all ages anymore. Yeah. Dude, I noticed that on tours yeah. that we do, how many shows are not all ages. That used to be, like, the thing. All the young kids would go... You were young when you started going to shows. God, I gotta sneeze. Fuck. In Des Moines, all the <laughs> all the all ages shows had to be at five. It fucking sucked, and they had to end by nine. I think they still do that. That's crazy. Yeah, I um, definitely. I, it's weird. I just assumed that all the shows that we play are all ages, but they're not. <clears throat> I think we got a comment from somewhere like, "Oh, is the show gonna be all ages?" or a message or whatever. Yeah. And it just got me thinking, like, wow, I guess maybe the shows are not all, all ages, so. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they are. <clears throat> but. But I don't know, man. I think that. That might help the turnout, just saying. <laughs> now I have to sneeze. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, I don't know. I think that there are, like, a million different things to, to do to build up a scene, and it takes a scene. It takes, like, people being into it and bands supporting each other. And feeling like there's a community. In Des Moines, there was also like a venue called the Haunted Basement where a lot of hardcore bands would go. Is there a promoter who's like putting together a local scene? I see that with Lizzie. Lizzie is our friend who promotes shows at the concourse in Knoxville, Tennessee. And she like is actively trying to get the local scene to like be a thing. And I think it takes people who who really want it to be a thing. To help build it up. If you're playing a show, try to get all of your friends there. Also, this used to be a huge deal. Like, I remember getting bitched out when I was a kid. And this is how I learned my lesson. It pissed older bands off when younger bands would flood the market and play a ton of shows. Mm. So, something that, like, the successful local bands in Des Moines would do is play maybe two shows a year in the Des Moines area. 
three shows a year and you make the shows like really important and seem like like the best night of people's lives and like they were like the like those shows are the national shows and you make the the local shows special don't make it yeah that's a good idea don't make yourself so available for instance, Cut you're you're off. not going to see a, we're not going to like headline more than one show in Nashville a year. Yeah. If we can help it. We've never even done it. We've never even done it. So I don't I think I do think that that is a part of like um the draw. If you have a show to get people to go to every other week, then they're not going to go to every show you play and some of the shows are going to suck and some of them are going to be okay. Don't play a show every Tuesday night at and your slots at like 9.30. Don't take every show. Make sure that the shows are strong. Try to like put together good bills and, you know, get a bunch of local bands who can draw friends yeah. and who aren't oversaturating the market. I think and that... have fun. And have fun. If there's a bunch of people somewhere having fun then more people are going to want to come have Dude, fun. Dude, look at what all those fucking hardcore bands are doing in California. They are killing it. They've got like th- 2,000 people shows. Yeah. 1,000 people. It's insane. And it's because the shows pop off and they're sick and they're on weekends. and They're having a good time. They're having a good time. They've got sick video footage of the shows on the internet. I feel like they're, they flyer. And they, they probably do. They probably hit up record stores and shit. They're going yeah. old school with it. I mean, dude, go old school with it. I think old school is the new new school. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. So, old school is the new new school. I'll tell you Just what. When we down. do a headlining show in Nashville, I'm gonna go fucking hand out flyers. One hundred and twenty percent. I'm gonna go to fucking music stores. Fuck it. And I'm gonna be badgering. Promote. I'm gonna make sure that all of our friends are there. You know, I'm going to, I remember when we were kids, like we would go and smoke at our friend James's house and he was in this band called, or I lived with James too. He was in this band called Amass the Grave and James just had flyers there to hand out to every one of his friends who came over and he's like, you're going to the show, right? You know, it's like, you got to do groundwork, man. Yep. You got to do groundwork because you can build a fan base in your hometown. And that's also going to help your band get notice. Yep, 100%. But just keep a DIY fucking mindset, dude. There's no like y- there's no end to the to what you could do for the promotion of your band. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stop with the internet, it doesn't stop in real life, it doesn't stop with making videos or playing live shows. It's all of the things culminating into one yeah. thing. And trying to have, like, I know I say this a lot, probably sound like a broken record, broken record but <clears throat> trying to have the most fun when you're doing it. Yeah. Like, we got into it to have fun. Yeah. So, yeah, it's cool to play in front of more and more people, blah, blah, blah. But make videos on Instagram or whatever because it's fun to do that. Yeah, man. And, and then you're not so concerned with how many people are there. Dude, it's all it's about... It's really important, in my opinion, to have that attitude. I agree. It's all about the fun in the work and you can't like nothing is promised. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's no promise that you're going to be successful. There's no promise that you're going to like make a living doing it or any of that other shit. What actually matters is that you're doing something that you have fun doing. Yep. 100%. And I can tell you I still have I still feel like a little kid 
playing music. Just dude, I have fun it. every time I post a new video. I'm like, yes, I got a new video. I know it's cool. A thirty second like crappy little video I made. You yeah. Know? So it's like, wow, that looks cool. I know. It's Damn, I time. did that part well there. Yeah, it's awesome. It's just it's cool, the best man. feeling, and that's creating stuff, music, videos, you name it. Yeah. And I think what's cool about being in a band is there's so many different facets for us to work on. And that's the best part. And it's not going to get better than that. It's cool to do it on a bigger scale, but it doesn't make it more fun. It's fun now. Yeah. All right, Chani, what do you think? Should we go over to the uh, Twitch? Yeah, I think we should end it there. Have fun. I think we... Have fun, and then it doesn't seem like work. And it's supposed to be fun. Otherwise, we wouldn't do it. That's right. So, yeah. All right. Have a good week, you guys. Much love. Remember to put questions in the Discord. You can do it all week. And we'll fucking see you guys. We'll see you guys next next week. week. See you guys in the post show for those of you on the Twitch. Naveen, we'll see you on Thursday. Alrighty. Peace.